Hey there, this is Kurt Mercadante, and I want to express my gratitude to you for sharing part of your day with us, whether this is your first time listening or you're a long time listener. I also want to share the news that we're changing up the format a bit here on Freedom Mindset Radio. Every Monday, we're going to feature a short, powerful excerpt of a longer discussion, a longer interview that will air on Wednesdays. And every Friday, we're going to share a solo episode in which I share actionable steps with you on how you can build your freedom mindset. On that note, Today's episode features an excerpt of my longer discussion, which will air this Wednesday with Chris Singleton. Now, Chris is an amazing individual. He's a former professional baseball player in the Chicago Cubs organization, inspirational speaker. Back in 2015, Chris came to national renown after his mother was tragically gunned down along with eight other individuals here at Mother Emanuel AME Church here in Charleston, South Carolina. Less than 24 hours after that tragic murder at the hands of a white male who wanted to start a race war, Chris went on national TV, forgave the murderer of his mother and said, love is stronger than hate. It sent shockwaves across the nation and certainly here in Charleston. It contributed to our healing here and in our discussion. We talk about how you can start from a place of love and forgiveness to deal with any crisis. And as I'm recording this now, we are in the midst of this coronavirus, this COVID-19 crisis. How can you build resilience and mindset and start from a place of love and forgiveness? Today, we feature a short excerpt of Chris and I's discussion. You can hear that full discussion on Wednesday when we discuss love, forgiveness, and even baseball. Please enjoy today's episode. Thank you. What does the word freedom mean to you? Only you can define it in your life and only you can decide to build the life of freedom and fulfillment you deserve. This is Freedom Mindset Radio. I'm your host, Kurt Mercadante, and we're grateful you're here. If this happens to you and your family in a church, you can think two ways. You can think there's no way there's a God if this happens, or you can say, God, I don't know how this happened, but I need you to get me through it. So Chris Singleton, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on the Freedom Media Network. When I first reached out to you, coronavirus was out there, but I don't think we had any idea uh, that we would both be on opposite ends of the same city quarantined and not able to leave the house, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. I had no clue at all. Well, as as a brief intro, and Chris, I'd love for you to tell your story. For anyone who's not familiar with Chris, Chris is a former professional baseball player in the, oh, I can't say it. I'm a White Sox fan, the Chicago Cubs <laughs> organization. He's an inspirational speaker. Uh, he speaks to over 35 or spoken to over 35,000 students. He's been featured in Sports Illustrated, CNN, USA Today, ESPN's E60 program. Uh, back in 2015, Chris's mother, Sharonda Coleman Singleton, was murdered along with eight other victims at Mother Emanuel AMHE Church in downtown Charleston, uh, an event that rocked the world. And um, Chris inspired here in Charleston you know, seeing it firsthand here, but also the nation when he stood out there on TV and said, love is stronger than hate. And Chris inspires his audiences through his personal experience of adversity and his belief that God can guide you through any storm through which you will ever pass. And Chris, you've been through the storm right now. There's a lot of people in the midst of this Corona storm 
Chris, thank you for being an inspiration. Thanks you, thank you for coming on the show today. Man, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you reaching out to me. I'm honored that we can make this work for sure. When this situation happened at Mother Emanuel, cut right to the heart of it. And you said, you know, love is stronger than hate. You have a message of forgiveness. Those of us who have never even come close to experiencing something like you experienced. Can you go through your mindset and what prepared you? Because I, I, I doubt all of a sudden something in your head just clicked and you're like, well, I'm going to forgive. You've been preparing for that, as odd as it may sound, a moment like that your entire life, right? Yeah, well, actually, man, I, I wouldn't say I was prepared for it by any means. I think nobody's prepared for what, what happened yeah. to me and my family. Um, but I will say this. You know, I was groomed in the church. I was groomed as a believer, um, but I didn't really have a personal relationship with God. I figured God was something mm -hmm. out there. I didn't, I didn't know who God was or what he did. I just figured it was something out there because my parents always said that it was true. Um, but when this happened to me and my family, my, my faith level grew by a thousand. It, it wasn't even anywhere close to how, how it is now. Um, because I think in situations like what happened to me, it was like, if this happens to you and your family in a church, you can think two ways. You can think there's no way there's a God if this happens, or you can say, God, I don't know how this happened, but I need you to get me through it. And I went with the latter and, and, and truly, man, I put everything I had into God and saying, Hey, I need, I need help. Can you push me through this? And that's when I would say the forgiveness came. I don't, I don't think it was me being prepared myself because I, like I said, I don't think you can, can't prepare for it, but I do think that God used me in that moment to keep our city glued together um, and to, you know, stop different things from happening for the aftermath. Yeah. And I <clears throat> prepared is probably a bad word, but, or the wrong word. You know, I, I truly believe that everyone is programmed a certain way and we don't know it. It's our subconscious. Yeah. And when I say prepared, what I mean more was even if you hadn't yet connected dots on that relationship with God, your mom had yeah. been programming you and grooming you, like you said, grooming in the church. So maybe you didn't know you were prepared, but there are people who are programmed without knowing it for scarcity and anger. And if mm -hmm. you asked them, they'd say, no, no, I'm not. But I mean, you saw it firsthand, right? I mean, people angry yeah. over something that, and, and, and let me be clear here in Charleston, um, you know, I'm, I'm an, I'm a newbie. So I can't, I'm one of those people who can't officially, we learned the hard way. I can't officially say I'm a Charlestonian, right? I, I, I wasn't born here. I wasn't, you know, but having grown up and, and, and lived in some larger cities, the way the city came together, there's always jerks, right? There's always people on, on, on every side, Sure. but it was really amazing. I mean, I mean, something that could have been a powder keg for the city, seeing people come together. And I think, I know a big part of that was the example that you set. And, uh, you know, there, there's the, people see as that cliche, one person can make a difference. Just those, just that one sentence you said, I mean, just reverberated and, and kind of was a shockwave that you didn't think you were prepared, but, you know, some people say, I think Winston Churchill, you know, when World War II came around, they said he was born for the storm. Mm. Maybe you didn't know you were prepared, but you were born and you were groomed that whole way. And your, your mom prepared you and, and you helped other people. And now you're, you're continuing to help other people. Yeah, man, I, I definitely believe that um, after what's happened to me and what's happened to my, my family, um, using that to help people get through their toughest battles, their storms, is the reason why I've been put on this earth. I truly and wholeheartedly <laughs> believe that. 
Um, and even in times like this with the COVID-19, I, I try to be inspirational to people because me, this is a little bit different for me. Like when, I, when this happens to other people, it may be like the end of the world. But for me, I'm saying, you know what, I've been through some things and I, I know that we're going to get through this. Um, so I kind of have a different outlook on life. And I, I definitely try to share that with people I, I come in contact with. A little bit about the difference between just positivity and something that's that's deeper, because I'm sure there were times and I'm sure, I mean, gosh, you know, I, I lost my father from cancer, but not nothing, nothing like what happened to your mom. Mm -hmm. And even years now, it, you know, there's, there's those minutes of, of, uh, of sadness and of, and of wondering, I'm sure you've gone through those. I, I mean, I guarantee you went through that. So yeah, there's times course. when you're not positive and smiling, but what, what's the difference between just like positivity and, and kind of that sense of abundance that gets you through it? No, I, I definitely, if, if you don't, if you don't have those moments and you're not human, I don't believe, I, I feel like everybody has those moments. Still to this day, I get sad that my mom's not here. Um, I get sad that my dad's not here and I've got a two-year-old son that won't get to see his grandmother. So I, I definitely feel that every single day. So for somebody to come up here and say that, that, that those moments don't happen, then they'd be lying or they're a robot. Um, I definitely have those moments. But one thing about me is I don't let those moments stop me from pursuing things in my life. A lot of people that I've seen go through things, they let that paralyze them for the rest of their lives. And, mm -hmm. and with me, I've realized some things are going to happen to me that I can't control. But what I can control is my outlook on it and, and my response to it. Did You kept playing. And um, how did you find that inner strength to keep focused on your outcomes when there's so much noise going on around you? Um, well, first and foremost, I dedicated the rest of my college career to my, my, my late mother and my then my junior year, my late father. Um, so I always had that motivation, but I don't think it stops there. With me, with me personally, I use individual moments that were tough for me, that pushed me, whether it was in the weight, the weight room or whether it was when I was training. I've used these individual moments to, to help guide me through the tough times. So let's say, you know, I'm having struggling uh, playing my sport. I would use one of those moments where I said, you know what, I'm going to dedicate this to my mom. And that and saying that to myself, you know, out loud would actually propel me to keep working hard. Um, so I definitely think there's little things that I would do to kind of push me forward, even though I was going through some of the worst times in my life. Um, but I, I definitely think it's a perspective shift, man. And I, one of my favorite speakers, he says, pers perspective drives perform performance. And so basically how you view what you do is, will affect how you do what you do. Um, so I always viewed it as doing it for my mom, doing it for my family, um, and using those individual moments to, to push me forward, and it helped.